the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. And hello, my friends, and welcome to Come Together San Diego. Kaz Taylor here. Thanks for coming along with us on this uh, two-hour broadcast with Come Together San Diego. You know, if you feel like you've been locked up or locked out of things, <laughs> we've got the person in this two, this one first hour to talk to you a little bit about that. It's going to help you understand God's great f- future that he has planned for you, help you get in on it, and uh, how uh, how his whole character he wants to pour into you and through you, and, and he, it reveals itself in unique ways. I, I want you to meet... Uh, uh, a, a brand new good friend. Uh, he's San Diego-based Jeff Blanton. Jeff's specialty is what we say mobilizing leaders to be purpose-guided and vision-driven. Don't you just love it? Jeff, good to have you. Hey, Kaz. It's great to be here. I know. Uh, uh, it was our, a pleasure to have you. You're on uh, KPRZ already in some broadcasts as well, so the studio is not new to you. No. I'm uh, just sitting on the other side. Though, I know. So that, that part's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> we can switch during the break if you want. You, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I appreciate about you is you, you've really devoted much of your life to help people uh, understand who they are, but even more greatly, who God wants them to be. And if they feel like they're bound up or imprisoned in one way or another, your whole idea is set them free. Yes, I'm all about freedom, Cass. Yes, yes. Talk a little bit about the your ministry and your vision. Yeah, so my goal is to, uh, really like I just said, is to set people free. So I have this view of the world that all of us, every one of us, you, me, and everybody we know, we're all in jail. We were born free, right, when we first came out, but then what happens? Uh, We start to grow up, and our parents start to tell us this is how the world works, and we start to get programmed as to what that looks like. Yes, and some of those bars are our parents and are are the people that influence us, and part of the bars are self-constructed, aren't they? Right, right. (laughs) You may say one thing, I interpret it somehow else, and then all of a sudden that becomes... And two believers went into a bar, and no, I'm sorry, that's a different story. (laughs) I apologize. So ultimately, uh, the combination of what we're told in our environment, and we live in a society based on success, which is all about get, get, get some more... And ultimately, we just become captured by that. Yes. And at some point in time, we ultimately just go, wait a minute, is this it? Yeah. Right? I mean, I've been chasing after this thing for 20, 30, 40 years, and all of a sudden you're going, yeah, I've had success, but that just isn't fulfilling me anymore. Exactly. What's the name of the ministry, by the way? Well, my, my business is the Blanton Group, but we have a yes. thing called Jailbreak Leadership. Jailbreak Leadership. Yeah. Oh. So the whole idea is how we bust you out of, out of jail. Uh, let's start out early with a website. Yeah, so the best place to go is www.jailbreakleadership.com. Yes, yes, yes. That takes you to a landing page and gives you all the information about that and takes you all to other parts of other sites as well about my speaking and things like that and the radio show. I know, I love it. Let's back up for a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to back up just for just a little bit because I want to find a little bit more, Jeff, about who you are and what in the world made you conceptualize not only the... the, uh, 
the, the Blanton group. How did I get here? But, 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 <laughs> but why? What, what do you think God's stirred in you to make you one of the jailbreak leaders? Well, you know, that's like really interesting. Um, I just, I just recently, this past year, I'm, I'm 62 years old. And so all of a sudden you start getting these invitations to your 40-year reunion. <laughs> so you know how biblical it is, the 40 days and the 40 years, yes, yes. or something about 40. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden I realized I'm at my 40-year mark, and here we are now launching this jailbreak leadership concept. So the first 40 years was all about teeing me up for this. Oh, teeing you up. And I guess what I like to do in the show is I like to bring this back to the listener, what God has been doing with you, my listening friend. He's been, maybe you've said, man, it's been a long time. Well, sometimes the, the length it takes in teeing you up means that you've been thinking about the shot so you can nail it. Uh, 300-yard drive or something like that. Well, one of my goals is, can't we do this in 20? Why does it take 40? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So so this has stirred you, and a lot lot of things happened in your life to help uh, instruct and adjust you for this time. And my friend, you know that Scripture talks about, I think, in Ruth, who knows that you were born for such a time as this. So a lot of us have come to that place where right now it's time for us to release what God has given us, and we can't do that in a jail environment. Exactly, exactly. It's kind of interesting. Thing. You know, you talk about the 40 years, but when you're in it, you don't necessarily realize what's happening. But then when in retrospect, you look back and go, wow, this all made sense. There was like all these milestones, these things occurred. Yes. So one of the stories I like to share is um, I have an engineering degree, but I wasn't designed and built to go to engineering school. So once, once again, another example yes. of jail, right? I mean, that was like the hardest four years of my life. And when I got out, I was very excited about work, right? Going, this is going to be the best thing ever. I was a sports guy. To me, work kind of looked like sports. And uh, my first job out of college actually was not a very good job for me, but I was just staying, I was working for Westinghouse, staying in a uh, department that I knew I'd move on to the next thing. But there was two gentlemen there. One guy was my dad's age, another guy's getting to re-retire. And they hated the job as well. Alan Warren, I still remember those guys. <laughs> and I just remember going, I'll never be Alan Warren. And so that was like something I said to myself, I'll never get stuck. Yes. Right? And so from that perspective, I just said, how do we, how do we walk this out differently? Mm-hmm. So at that point, God's been had been stirring you and preparing you all along the way, and so you, you began this ministry. But it was also tied to the, the the Blanton Group. So you do other things in addition to this ministry. Give kind of an overview of that in the next few minutes that we have in this. Segment. Well, I've completely shifted what the Blanton Group does. So okay. I started the Blanton Group uh, twenty years ago. The yes. focus twenty years ago was all about doing big strategic projects. So I would I would parachute in, or I had staff to parachute <laughs> in companies yes. to take whatever big initiative they had going on that was usually upside down and turn that around and get get that back on track. And so that's sort of where I've always played my, my corporate game, sort of the tip of the spear kind of guy, the small team, almost mm-hmm. like the SEAL guy is coming in to go do something. And that sort of ran its course. I mean, it all ties into the skill sets of what I do exactly. today. But uh, it was really uh, three years ago. I'll be here in San Diego uh, three years in uh, October that all of a sudden we made a really big shift. Yes. And there's been a story about what's happened over the last three years, but that led to writing the book, Jailbreak Leadership, and now yes. you know, changing what we do in the, in the Blanton Group, which really is about freeing people to truly discover their, their personal purpose and how do you bring that into the business environment and live that out. Yeah, but one of the things that you mentioned that I want to draw attention to my listening friends, and that is, you know, you may feel like you're constrained or in a, in a, in a jail kind of environment, but the lessons that God has had you learn through this period of time, you can, you can draw on those. In fact, they may be part 
of uh, maybe part of the reason that he's allowed you to be in this restrained environment so that you can learn your lessons so that when you're set free, you can, you, you've already been there, done that, and you can kind of go with zeal and boldness. No, no question about that. I mean, that's where we learn. Yes. When things go well, we don't learn much. It's <laughs> <laughs> always in those struggles, and we look back and go, wow, I, I need to go through that. And, I, and I'm going through it now. It's always kind of amazing. You know, you have your plan that you want to see happen, yes. and it never happens in the timeline you want it. Exactly. But when you look back, you go, wow. I, I had to learn this. We need to get that piece. And, and it's just kind of a crazy journey. But the key is, can you kind of take your hands off the wheel? You know, I like can, it. Can you let God actually drive the boat? That's, there's the hard part. That's, yes. That's and the ultimate freedom right You know, there. one of the things that I discovered, Jeff, is I spent a lot of time in the jail environment saying, why am I here as well? Part of it is not because you're not ready. Part of it could be that the people with whom you're going to communicate mm-hmm. are not quite ready yet. So, I mean, so it's a twofold thing. Uh, if you're really dedicated to the Lord and his plans for you, are you dedicated enough to allow some more restrained time until it's the proper time for you to be released into what the fullness of your ministry is? Or you can go early and a lot of, a lot of people won't be ready to hear what you have to say or see what you have to do. Well, you are so correct about that. So what's kind of amazing is I was launching this business, and I don't know if you're familiar with Vistage. It's like the CEO peer group, and uh, I know a chair there. Jeff, this is the perfect time. The whole world now and the business side is, has the whole idea of cause and purpose. And the millennials are screaming, I don't just want a job. I want to have purpose in what I'm doing. Uh, I want to buy products from, from companies that have purpose. So all of a sudden, I'm finding myself launching you know, jailbreak leadership. Yeah. So how do we bring purpose into organizations? So back to your comment, 10 years ago, this might not have been good timing, but yes. right now it's perfect. And you may have been equipped to do it back then, but may, maybe the people weren't ready for that. So I, I guess the question, my listening friend, you can go, hey, I can identify with that. And the truth of the matter is, are you in this for you and your success? And that's okay. But are you really in it for God and God's success? Right. If, if, you, if you have that mentality, God says, I can not only use you to accommodate this, but I'll use you for a number of other things as well because you're a trusted person. You, when I said wait, you waited. When I said move, you moved. And that's very key to what we're talking about here because it is a shift from success, which we define as that's what you're getting out of it, yes, yes. to significance, which is what am I giving away. Exactly. And that's really the big shift. And how do you actually make that happen? Yes, yes. Okay. With what we've talked about so far, we've talked for eight or nine minutes. Why don't you give me a 30, 40 second summary of what we talked about and use it as an encouragement to our listeners. And then we will uh, take a commercial break and move into other things. So give us a, a summary of what we've talked about so far as a word of encouragement to our listening friends. Well, here, here's the word of encouragement. We're all been captured <laughs> by all these things of the world. We're striving, striving, striving. I got some good news for you. Yes. You don't have to. I like it. You can be free, and you can be free to be who you really were designed to be. Exactly. Jeff Blanton, the Blanton Group and uh, leader, it was called uh, Jailbreak Leadership, and we're going to be talking more about him because we've just scratched the surface. I'd like to introduce my uh, co-hosts and guests so you can get an idea of what you're dealing with here is kind of like taking a look at the water before you jump on in. So in the next segments for this whole hour, Jeff Blanton and I are going to jump on in. My friend, uh, put your swimming suit on. Uh, you're, you're probably going to, I know. The water's from jump on yeah, in. But <laughs> what I've also realized, you're not only going to be swimming, you're going to be snorkeling, and then you're not going to be snorkeling, you're going to be deep sea diving. So be prepared for all those things as uh, Jeff Blanton and Kaz come right back. We'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Taylor. 
And hey, we're back with Jeff Blanton. You know, the scripture talks about that which is first natural, and after that, that which is spiritual, Jeff. And uh, spiritual prisons are not fun either. You talk about natural prisons. We know we know what those look like. Uh, but also spiritual prisons, my friend, many of you may know what those look like or feel like as well. Co-host, author, speaker Jeff Blanton. He remains with us for the entire hour. And we're going to talk about breaking out of How do we get out of jail. This jail? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I looked at your website, which is, your website address is? www.jailbreakleadership.com. <laughs> as I visited his site, I saw three components here that he builds in together as he instructs people. And then those three things that unlock the jail door are power, principles, and purpose. We're going to spend these last three segments in your hour talking a little bit about these. Uh, we talk about power, what your greatest strengths and talents are. How does that relate to our listeners? How does that relate to people uh, whom you are instructing jailbreak secrets? <laughs> well, let me just give you a little background here. So when I recognized that I was in jail, it led to the question, like, well, if you find yourself locked in a room, what's the best way to get out? <laughs> well, obviously, if I had a key. <laughs> good, good. Although I was, in, I was giving a speech at a jail one time, and I asked that question. They said the window. I said, no, 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 what's the easiest way? They said the window, <laughs> depending on your crowd. But anyways, uh, that led to the three P keys. So uh, the first P is Say, say that again, three P keys. The three okay. P key to freedom. Uh, good. So what we're trying to do is fashion a key that's going to open up our door, so open up our jailhouse and say, who am I really? That's who was good, I good. before I got captured by all these things of the world? And the first P is really what kind of key are you? You know, Are you a big key, small key, made out of plastic, gold? What, what are you made out of? So I think it was it Ephesians two ten says yes. you know we are crafted specifically and uniquely yes yes and the point here is is like what what is that do you know what that is so Kaz you got some things that you do uniquely I got some things I do uniquely I got some things I should never do and the same to you and that's the mix and match that's been put together to come here and do something so if we don't know what our strengths and talents are it's going to be really difficult to figure out what kind of key you are. So we use a very simple tool, Strength Finders, Gallup-based Strength Finders. It's one of the best tools I've found for really kind of flushing out your five top talents. And then we go beyond just like what are those, but how are you applying them? And then now that you know what they are, how do you start to integrate them? How do you start to build on them? But the whole idea of lean into your strengths and your talents rather than doing things that you really shouldn't be doing. So that's the opportunity. So it's really understanding how are you built, what are you designed for? Yes. And that's just the beginning. Like, how do you work best? Are you a morning guy or you're an evening that's guy, good. right? All these things all lead to really understanding who you are. What kind of machinery do you have here available to you? Yes, yes. You know, that reminds me of a scripture in the book of Revel- the Revelation. It talks about, behold, in the Church of Philadelphia, uh, J- Jesus says to, to and through John uh, of the Church of Philadelphia, I've given you a key, uh, and no one can lock it, no one un- can, can unlock it but me. It's called the key of David. And one of the things I think that you're saying to our listening friend is God is crafting you maybe into a key that you can unlock doors that other people can't unlock. And the best way to get through those doors, my friend is going, well, this person knows the key to that. And all of a sudden right. you get palling around with them and you get through that locked door. And all of a sudden somebody, they that you go, now there's another one here. I don't, I don't have the key for that. And you look over, oh, oh you do. Someone and all, does, all, all, sure. of a, all of a sudden, the, the answer to full jailbreak, because when you get out of the cell, there's also different rooms and different compartments you've got to get out of as well. And what God wants to do is says, you want to get out of the whole jail environment, then you might have to pal with somebody else's a different key than you do, and together you all can unlock the doors, and then you're free people. Right. 
Well, it's really about getting out of your own jail so you can go join the there, journey. There you go. Oh, that's very go good. Go join the journey that's with very everybody good. That's else, for, right? So, yeah, so the first thing is getting out of that yep. personal Open that door. Jail. Open that door, <laughs> exactly. Oh, my, my, my. So the, the first P in your jailbreak strategy is power. God wants to empower you and give you a revelation of who you are, who you've been called to be. Right, exactly. And when we just need to know what it is. We're already using it. That's part of who we are. Yeah. It's just really putting words to it, understanding it, and then to start, start to utilize it. Yes. So in the scripture, when Jesus revealed himself to the to the people, talk, a lot of times it talks about the scales falling from their eyes. So it's kind of like God has in, endued you with these these goods, and he's empowered you. And, and the, the relationship with him and how you deal with that helps you uh, unlock those things or, or the scales fall from your eyes and say, oh, I'm capable of, of doing that. And and God says, yes, about time you learned that. I've been telling you about it from the right, very beginning. Right. And the only reason that you haven't learned it is because you've been listening to you more than me. Yeah, we're busy doing something <laughs> else for somebody exactly. else, right? Oh, <laughs> kind of missed mind. the story. Yep. So, so in the, the J House release strategy, you've got power, uh, and God wants to, Behold, I give you a power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and things like that. All these different things that are in the scripture. Sometimes, Jeff, we wonder, why am I not able to do these things? I know God's called me to do it. Well, part of it is that you're not properly cultivating your key so that it can be used when that door presents itself. You want to talk exactly. to us a little bit about that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's part of the problem, right? I, I like to tell this story that uh, when you talk about purpose, I like to tell a story of, uh, think of a, of a baseball team. Yeah. And it's the ninth inning, two outs, your team is up, but the bases are loaded. And um, the coach looks at you and says, well, I'm going to bring you in to be the pitcher. Yeah. Right, you've been practicing all your life to become that pitcher, right? So you go out there, you throw strike one, strike two, strike three, boom, you did your job. Yep. The question, Kaz, is what league are you playing? <laughs> are you in Pee Wee? Yeah, are you exactly. in Little League, high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make the majors, or is this the ninth inning of the World Series? What, yes, can, yes, yes. what can God depend on you to do? Oh, How far so have you developed yourself to go do the work that he's calling oh, you to oh, do? Oh, that's good. That's so good. And sometimes we, we would prefer... Uh, um, like in the uh, there was a Seinfeld series where um, Kramer where he got a black belt because he was in, in martial arts, but, he, he, but he, he was competing with ten year olds or right. eight year olds and things like that. He he, he 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 brushed right past that. But the truth of the matter is, are you competing in the right league? Right. God wants us to we empower have to us. Ourselves. We have to develop ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, so the first P is dealing with God's. Uh, power and uh, helping cultivate that power in your own life. Why don't you draw this segment to a close by encouraging people to uh, allow God to help them discover their power and what that key looks like. Yeah, so once again, I, like I said, we use a specific tool to help people flush it out, which is the Strength Finders. You can go online and do that yourself, but it's really just starting to look at that and saying, what am I do? What am I looking really good in life? What do I do really well? And then match those talents and strengths up to that moment. It's like, oh, yes. I now see what I'm really positioned to do well. Yes. And then take that information and start to build on it. Say, how do I position myself to get to do more of that and stay away from the things that you shouldn't be doing? That's right. And you know, that's that's one of the things, my friend, that we get caught up in in an environment where we hear teaching and things like that, and you hear all these pastors and people say, Here, here's what needs to happen in the earth today. And you go, I'm not equipped for those things. I'm not equipped for those things. And you and you leave the thing dis, disenchanted or dis, disheartened. The truth of the matter is God has structured you for a specific purpose that nobody can do that as well as you can. Correct. And the, what God wants to do as you prepare this jailbreak is for you to understand who you are, what you can do. And probably the other piece of the equation is once you've discovered that, to pal with somebody else who can do other pieces of the equation. And the onus is on you to do this work. 
Did you? I, did, well, yeah, the we, onus we, is on between you and God, right. I guess. Right? But don't wait around waiting for someone else to come along and say, hey, Kaz, I'm, a, I'm here to develop you, right? You have to be the one that says, I want to go find out who I am, who I am in God, and that, that, that's on us. That's have, not, that's on us, but he, he, here's what happens, my friend. I'm just going to laugh at me, but he gives people like Jeff Blanton, uh, the, 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 part of his key is to come alongside you as you develop yours. So, yes, it is on you, but not, don't be overwhelmed by this. He's going to put people to your left and right that it's are going to help you. It's equipping. actually easy. <laughs> it's not hard. It's, this is very easy. Yes, and the Scripture talks about uh, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. I think that's one of the things that you're called to do, Jeff Blanton and the Blanton Group. And uh, and your ministry, the uh, what, what do we call it? Jailhouse, jailbreak leadership. Jailbreak leadership. We're trying to, we're trying to turn people into jailbreak leaders. Yes, that's yes, our yes. goal. Well, my friends, you know, I hope you're getting inspired by this because Jeff is one of those guys. I've just I've known him a brief period of time, but he's one of those guys. He's so filled up. Uh, you could kind of bump into him, and a little bit of who he is spills out on you. Not lacking for passion. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lacking for passion at all, and he has been on uh, K-Praise Radio for some time. Well, what's the name of the show, and how do people find out more about that? It's Break Leaders, yes. and it's on Sunday afternoons from uh, 145 to 2 o'clock. 145 to 2 o'clock on Sunday Every afternoons Sunday. on K-Praise AM 1210. Yep. K-Praise. My listening friend, I hope that inspires you. And, and on Sundays, I want you to go check out Jeff. He's got uh, interesting things to share, and... Uh, uh, he brings you, you bring in guests. So typically, we're bringing in uh, guests to talk about their journey, how yes, they yes. discover the purpose, how they're applying it, what it looks like, and, and what's kind of unique about their theme. You know, yes. is it how's it showing up in their family? How's it showing up at work? And uh, it's really unbelievable to hear people's stories yes, in yes, regards yes. to what happens when you figure out who you are. Yes, and you've got a story ready to tell, my friend. Or if it's not quite ready, the the adjustments are in the process. Uh, being confident in this very thing that he which has begun the work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's a scripture we quote often around here because he's in the process of uh, crafting that key. And that key, look in the mirror, is Y-O-U. <laughs> you can be a key for a lot of the things that God is doing yep. in these last days. Jeff, thanks for joining us on this segment. We're going to talk in the next segment about the of the three P key foundation principles about uh, how to establish uh, and forge a jailbreak mentality. We're going to talk about that. We talked about power. In the next segment, we're going to talk about God's principles, the guideposts for ensuring success on your terms. But when you look at it, it's really God's terms through you. So we're going to talk about that. Jeff, you can stay with us, I know. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere, Cass. <laughs> so buckle up, my friends, because we will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we're back. I've got the co-host Jeff Blanton with me. He's also a radio guy. You'll hear him on Sundays on uh, KPRZ as well, AM 1210, KPRZ, K-Praise. And uh, Jeff, it's good to have you with us. And we're, we're talking a little bit not only about uh, jailbreak principles uh, and jailbreak leadership, but also the Blanton Group is your group, and one of the things that you really focus on is helping people craft a jailbreak strategy. Exactly. That's so, what we're here for. Exactly. Busting people out of jail. Left that's and right. right. <laughs> and then once they're free, making sure they're equipped to be able to function once they're free. A lot of time when people get out of jail, they go, I kind of like going back into that environment. We want to make sure that they know that they're out of that environment to do the things that you've been called to do, learning from that environment. So that's kind of the interesting part is our, our first step in this process is to give you the key so you can open up yes. the jail. 
And that's just a lot of self-knowledge, which opens the door. But walking it out is actually a whole other program. And is that where you get the, the second of the three P, P, P the principle? What, what, tell, just so define the, for us what principles means right. in, in, the, in this. Uh, so once again, we're just fashioning the key. The first P was power. That was what kind of key we have. But have you ever tried to open a door with a crooked key? <laughs> it doesn't work so well, right? The whole concept of principles, how do I stay on a straight line? How do I find Ooh, where so I'm good. going? And how do I hold the course? Yes. And so principles are very similar to uh, values, but values, a lot of times people say integrity. And to me, those are sort of, those are good words. Yep. We all should have that. That's sort of the starting point. The idea of principles is more of like actionable words. So again, we just have a very simple process. We ask the question, you know, Kaz, you know, if three years from now, life was going great, everything was amazing, and someone threw a party for you, and people walked up to you to say, thank you, what, what would they be saying to you? Wow. So you're writing your own story about how you want to show up for people. And you go back and look at that story and extract the words that are the powerful, actionable words you want to be. So, for example, maybe you say, I want to, be, I want to show up to be bold. In the yeah. world. Well, that becomes a guidepost. So we end up typically with five to eight of these guideposts, put a simple definition around each of those words with the idea that every time you're really transitioning from one thing to the next in life, if that's who you want to be, Okay, well, how am I going to apply that in the next thing I'm going to do? So these are the principles, and, are and the you principles. say typically in a person's life, they, they may have a bunch of them, but they're just a small handful that you deal with, and maybe the others take care of themselves as you go? So you're looking for those core words that really say, who, who do I want to be known as in the world? So give me an example. Well, like, for, for example, one of mine is bold, right? And so how I, hadn't, I, I hadn't noticed. How, how, do I, <laughs> how do I want to show up? And then really looking at the next situation going, well, how bold should I be? Yeah, you know, and so actually measuring that out and asking yourself, how can I be bold if that's yes. that's how I want to show up? So for each of your words, you look at that, and it turned out when I got mine kind of dropped in from heaven to yes. me, and I got some weird words to be honest with you that I didn't even understand for the longest time. It took a while, but then I actually found out it was a process. There was mm-hmm. actually an order to them where I could ask myself. For the first one, I'm really looking for the truth of the person I'm with. The second word for me is blessing, which is like what's God up to in this situation. The third word is different. And for me, that means it's about people and not stuff. The, f- the fourth one is um, the boldness piece I just talked about, which is uh, the, the, the I am in me, right? This is like I'm, God's in me. So how would this God empower me to do it? So what was do? the word you used for that? Bold. Oh, oh, okay. Right, so it's the boldness of knowing that God's, you know, I'm on mission here. So you God. have bold and, and be a blessing and, be, and different uh, uh, doing people stuff. right. And then I had, um, the next one is uh, exposure, which is kind of a weird word, but it actually means I'm, I have everything I need, and I just need to be authentic. Don't, yes. don't try and be someone mm-hmm. else. And then mm-hmm. I have the word fun, which yes. is a reminder that <laughs> uh, brings joy to the process. This is just a process. It's not a destination. And then my last two words is uh, legions, which means what's this mean to the team I'm involved in, and Wayfair, what's it mean to the journey. So every time I'm about to embark on something, I can ask those questions yes. as to how should I show up if that's the person I'm supposed to be. Yes. Now, different people will have different words, of exactly. course. Exactly. Of course. Of course. Yeah, but one of the words that I think everybody should include in, in this phase of uh, having principles is fun. <laughs> right. You know, if you're, not, not? if you're not having fun, then you're not really understanding God's plan for you. You know, we all have different com- composites and we all do things differently. But if we can have confidence and fun in who we are and what we do, then it, the journey is much more easy. Right, right, exactly. And, and I always say, like, why would anybody want anything from me if I'm over here looking miserable? Oh, there you go. <laughs> right? yeah. So if I'm really an agent, of, you know, with the big guy upstairs, it's like, man, I should be showing up going, yeah, look at him. Yes. I so, want a little bit of that. What's, yeah, what's yeah, he yeah. got over there? Scripture says... Uh, uh, Anyone who wants friends must show themselves as friendly, and right. that's and that's true. So now you're 
not every there's not a bunch of people exactly like you roaming around. In fact, I would we, say we zero. Are all unique. So, so a lot, lot of people may be more, let's say, demure or, or more. Um, mm, what do I want to say? More of a come alongside of person rather mm-hmm. than a leadership. And that's not a negative thing at not all. Not at all. Not at but all. but their words may be different from yours. Theirs may be uh, being a helper, or uh, you know, I, I'm just making this up, but. Uh, um, well, let's ask you. Like, how do you want to be known in the in the world? Like, which, which exactly? Way, right? I want to take all of yours. <laughs> no. no. Well, I want to be communicative, but I want to be compassionate. Right. And so I there's wanna... a great word, compassionate. Right. So you would say, well, when am I not? What's it look like when I'm not compassionate? Yes. When am I at ten on that scale? That's very and so good. So now, as you're about to do something, in some situations you don't need much compassion. There's no reason for a lot of compassion, and sometimes there is. So you're just querying yourself to go. And compassion is important to me. How should I show up? around compassion this thing I'm about to do. So what you do is spend time helping them identify their uh, principles and then helping them understand how to hew them right. and, and, how, to and how to apply them. So it's a simple, once again, very simple, super easy. You're just writing your own story about how you want to show up in the world. You right? want to give a, an example. I'm sure you've run across a lot of different people that uh, hew them and cultivate them in different ways. Do you have any interesting stories about how, uh, you know, the, the process of uh, fine-tuning this uh, that come to mind uh, Oh. Um, that's a tough one. Um, nothing really pops off the top of my head yes. other than what I'm learning is that the idea of purpose, and we talked earlier about power, is really about how do I position myself in the yes. right place in the world. And then when I'm about to take action, those guideposts are the ones that help actually keep you in line, keep you from going astray. Like say, I want to be compassionate, but all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I'm not being, right? Yes. So that guidepost is to hold you in line but also say, how can I accelerate my compassion? Let me ask you a question here. You talk about them being guideposts to hold you in line. Is it possible to overdo this? You know, for example, it's a lot of people, let's say bold, one of the things that you identify yourself with, uh, a lot of people will go, okay, how am, how do I become bold? How to become bold? But is there is there a possibility of overdoing that? You may be a little bit too bold. So part of it is becoming bold, and the other one is not being too bold. Talk a little bit about, you know, when a person has a word, it may be compassion, for example. Is there Are there times where your actions of compassion are not call, called for, where you need to dial that down a little bit? I mean, how, how does that enter into yeah, the equation? So, so, for example, say you're about to go meet with a vendor who hasn't been performing well, ah. right? And so how, how would compassion show up in that? Well, at some level, he has a reason or a story behind yes. it, right? So, you know, part of your compassion is, okay, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to go in and try to understand from well, his position what the issue is. So yes. That's compassion. Yes. doesn't mean you're going to have a big love fest about it and put your arm around and go, boy, I really appreciate the fact you haven't delivered for me. No, no we we got to solve a problem here. But but you're going to say, I'm not just going to bust into this meeting and be like like you know some sort of over-the-top crazy guy. No, no. I, I want to have compassion, and compassion in that case may be, let me hear your story. Let me understand yes. why this happened. You know, there's so a scripture, an there's a scripture that talks about that an unjust balance is an abomination. That, that balance can be on one side of the scale or the other, imbalance. And so what God wants us to do is to have the right balance of, uh, of compassion. I look in the book of the Revelation where Jesus is talking to the different churches, and he, you know, he uses compassion to begin with. Uh, I, I love you, and you, uh, here's what I like about you. And then on those whom he reprimands, he goes, but here's what I have against you. So the compassion has to be there. And I think from a compassion standpoint, I think God's pattern there is show compassion, but then get to the point because uh, the person just can't walk away from right. the meeting saying, oh, all things are good. I can just continue the way I'm going. God may want to use you as a communication tool to help them uh, perfect you know, their, their, their keys to get out of the jail as well. Right, right. 
So, so we, we have a little tool. So we have, when you have your uh, five to eight words, actually the zero level of using that word, yes. and then there's the 10. Uh-huh. So in your head, you know what the definition is, right? Yeah, one to 10, but they may go 20, and that's too much. Yeah. Well, I would put 10 as the max. Oh, but the max. 10, but oh, 10 oh. is like very high, right? Yeah, yeah. bulls like charging into the room, right? Yeah. And sometimes that's appropriate, and sometimes, sometimes it's, not. it's just not. So it's really becoming conscious of how you're showing up. That's what we're doing here. And I guess maybe part of it has to do, and, and sometimes you're called to be a nine, and sometimes you're called to be a five. And so, but but the, the, I think one of the important issues here, and maybe you can speak with, to that in, in the minute we have left, and that is the uh, Holy Spirit may dial it up or dial it down. You just have to be know what you can do and let him dial it up and dial it down, and all of a sudden you're a listener of God and you're more effective and more mature. So everything you just talked about, be present. Be present. <laughs> Be Pre- present. Be present. Right? I so like it. don't show up with too much of an agenda. Show up uh, <laughs> knowing what you got, knowing how you want to show up, but then be co- totally engaged and listening to what that person's got to say. And I guarantee you'll probably come up with the right answer. That's very good. Jeff Blanton, you can understand there's a great deal of wisdom in this man and the, the Blanton Group. Once again, website for finding out more about what's going on through what God's called you to do, Jeff Blanton. Yeah, it's uh, www.jailbreakleadership.com. Dot com. Jail break, break leadership. leadership. And my friends, you may have been in, in prison. Some of it is your own making, some other people's making. But nonetheless, God wants you out of that prison. For sometimes, sure. Sometimes. That's our, that's our job. Sometimes the chains fall off and we just stand there. And, and God says, the chains are off. <laughs> oh, yeah, what do I do? Well, that's one of the things that Jeff instructs on. Once the chains are off, what do you do with that? So we're talking about three different precepts. He calls them the three uh, P keys to freedom that unlock the jailhouse door. Uh, we've talked about power. We've talked about principles. Up next, we're going to talk about purpose, why you are here. Jeff, stay with us, because this is going to be a, a great segment, the last segment of our hour. Jeff Blanton. This is the big value proposition. This is, the, this is, the, this is the closing statement, the my closer, friend. You need yeah. to hear this. My friends, we'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. We're back with Jeff Blanton of the Blanton Group, and we're talking about how to break out of your jail cell and uh, be effective. And we, we've talked a little bit about uh, how God wants to endue you with power. These are called the three P key principles to freedom and how to orchestrate your jailbreak. The first P we talked about is, is being endued by power, and the second one was dealing with uh, God's guidepost, or what, uh, Jeff, you call principles. Now we're in the third component here, so I'd like to talk a little bit about purpose, but I don't want you to end there. I want you to tie everything together in this uh, remaining 10 minutes and talk a little bit not only about purpose, but how all these things come together. And where do you go from here? Throw that, Jeff, lay it on us. Throw that jailhouse door open. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> yeah, now what? Now it gets scary. So here we're talking about the purpose in the jailbreak. Purpose, purpose. So I got to say, uh, in my story, yes. when I uh, sort of hit that place where I said, is this it? Uh, I actually did what the classic group of people do. Well, let me say, I think 95% of the people just go, all right, they just keep on keeping on. Yeah. And then I did what a lot of people do, which is double down. Let's go bigger and better this time. But somehow I knew there had to be something else there. And I'd always been a mission, vision, purpose kind of guy in yes. business. I said, man, that, that should work for me as a person. But the reality is when I went to go try and figure out what my personal purpose was, there did not seem to be any easy way to figure it out. And the statistics out there, which seem to be very consistent when they ask people, do you know your personal purpose? It's some in the neighborhood of 80% of the people say, I have no idea. And of the 20% to say yes, you find very few actually have done the real work and have articulated it. Yes. But I have some great news for you, Kaz. 
It is not hard to do. <laughs> so we figured out, I got blessed with this process of figuring out a two-worded purpose. One word's an action word, and one word is an outcome. Mm-hmm. And what we've actually been doing it our whole life. We just don't notice it. It's kind of like our strengths. Yes. What we're good at, you just it's simple, it's easy. I, I don't even give it any thought. Purpose is the same thing. Yes. And I, I, here's the process. We simply have this thing we call the unscripted moment. So you and I are sitting Ooh. here. We're sitting here. Something happens. We both would agree, that is wrong. That's terrible. That yes. shouldn't happen. I do nothing, but you jump out of your seat and you react. Not even conscious. You just go, right? Yeah. And, and that's your purpose. Yes. And so what we start to do is we ask that question. What, what are the things that really frustrate you in the world that you consistently jump up and go do something and people have stories to tell? And then you tell the story and you go, what were you doing? What was the action you were taking? Good, yeah. And there's a word. And then you go, what was the outcome you were trying to hit? And that's the outcome piece. So mine is mobilizing possibilities. Uh, my wife's is bridging truth. She's a person that says, boy, the haves and the have-nots, if they both knew each other's stories, boom. Yes. That would solve a lot of problems. I have another client. Hers is clarifying perspective. Loves to go into situations mm-hmm. where people are just sort of stuck and has this innate ability to make that, you know, bring clarity to what's going on and yes. setting people free. So that's purpose. It's actually a very easy process to flush out. I, I do it on a stage. I get in front of people. I invite people up, and the whole crowd gets involved. Like, let's find the right word for that person. Yes, yes. And then what's happening is people, once they get the two words, what I get back consistently is, I'm doing this all the time. I did not realize <laughs> that all the time I was doing this. So, yep. so, so, you know, I'm looking at your bullet points here. You're talking about aligning purpose and vision uh, with the uh, uh, impactful way, in an impactful way. And one of the notes that you have here is uh, one of the – Elements is partnering with other jailbreak leaders for greater impact. Uh, that that's remarkable. You know, the the show is called Come Together San Diego, and so one of the things we do in in, in helping people understand their purpose is not only what their purpose is for their own edification, but what is their purpose for the edification of Christ's plans as it relates to other people. So partnering with other jailbreak leaders, I love that, for greater impact. Uh, I want to talk just a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, let me, let me say what that looks like. So uh, once again, actually figuring out the 3P key is pretty easy, but now what? Now we've yes. got to put an action, and that's never, that's never easy, because now we're talking about change. Yes. And so in our business model, what we do now is put people in masterminds, eight to 12 people, typically business folks. And come you call together. it masterminds. Masterminds, mm-hmm. right? So we call it the jailbreak leaders masterminds. So now we're starting to actually break out of jail. We've opened the door, we got this information, and we start that walk, walk that out with the group. And so people start to know you, Kaz, as who you really were designed to be. That may not be who you're showing up very often as today, yeah, yeah. but now we know that about mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and we start to walk that out collectively. Yes. And part, so part of that is we also have a process for finding out what your calling is. So your purpose is a unique thing you do for others. Calling is the thing that the, the people that you do your purpose for actually receive. Yes. That's what God's calling you to go do, right? Yes. And then we turn that into a compelling vision. And the difference between vision and compelling vision Success is what I get out of life. I need more security. I need more power. I need more you know, pleasure in life. That's all about me. Mm-hmm. Compelling vision is a part about significance. So when you start to do your purpose, you're doing your calling and people receiving this thing. This is the part you're giving away. Yes. It's defining that and saying, where am I going to go play that game? So that's what we do in that group. We define that. We start to set our compelling vision, and then we go about walking it out and solving problems with each other, talking about faith, courage, fear. Mm. What are the things keeping us from moving forward? Yes. And that's a one-year process to Talk do Talk to me about the term you use, mastermind. To me, a mastermind is somebody who is kind of 
assumes a position of leadership that uh, is an, an instructional tool for other people as well. Is that part of it? Uh, no. <laughs> That's the okay. cool part about it. It's actually the collection of everyone's uh, masterpiece in the room. Oh, okay, so different members of this thing make one collective mastermind. Exactly. So the typical Ooh. mastermind, which I'm the facilitator of, you come in and you say, I can't get something done because of. Yes. And you put that situation on the table, and everyone uh, around them says, here's my experience with that. And typically the people in the room have either had that or about to have it or whatever, right? Exactly. And so collectively, you're now having some solutions. You go, I'm going to pick number two. And then we all say, okay, you've now signed up for that. You now have the accountability to actually step out and go do that. So we're walking down this. I kind of liken it around a river, and we're all in our canoe, and I'm the guide. But we're all going down this river together. I all like having it. that experience. Oh, like every it. experience is unique, and we're holding each other up. So if someone got caught in the rapids, we all got to go back to go get them. Oh, right? I like that. Yeah. And you know, when you mentioned that, I, Holy Spirit said, it's really master's mind. So you, what you're doing is you're having the mind of the master, mm, Jesus like Christ himself. And so what we do, uh, each of us have a, a we have uh, elements that we've matured in on the piece of the puzzle, and we take that and what is the master's mind and all this. So when you all get together, you can come up with the right conclusion because you have the master's right. mastermind. Collective. Ooh, I like it. It's really that, very, very, very powerful. Very good. Uh, way better. Actually, when I first said the model was about one-to-one coaching. I just was not seeing the effects. I yes. said it's proven teams do way better than individuals, so we're creating teams. And, and te- you're really using the word team and not group because yeah, it's about and, us doing something But wouldn't together. you say that a team that has the right focus, I mean, if you have different people that want to be the boss – it's not going to go so well, but if you have the ability to defer one to another and and uh, maximize each person's input, then all of a sudden major things can happen. Right. And, so and exactly, there really is no boss. That's good. There's a facilitator, yes. and that's my role. Yes. So no one's like smarter or whatever in the room. Everyone is on equal footing. Just Very good. You might yeah. know more about this than yes. the other guy and get to share that, yes. right? So now we're walking down as a group. That's very good. Jeff Blanton, the Blanton group. One of the things now that we've gone through the three P characters, elements, now you want to tie things together. So let's take the next uh, two, th- two, three minutes in this in this uh, segment to tie these together. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, so what's very exciting about this, again, I, I can't emphasize enough, it's really kind of easy to learn the three P key, and I-, I will say that we actually are doing that for free. It was kind of crazy, Kaz. When I learned how to do that two-word of purpose, it came with a mandate that said, now give it away. And, mm. I-, and I have to admit, I was trying to figure out how to finagle the f- give away the purpose part and, and get paid for the other so what we've decided to do is we do half-day seminars on Saturdays, uh, a couple times a month. And for the price of materials, uh, people can come in and find their 3P key. And then for those people interested, they actually they go walk it, it out. Yes. Uh, and then, then, then we join a mastermind by putting the right people in the right groups. We're trying to uh, create the right kinds of groups that can really support each other in the right way. And how often do you have these opportunities? Uh, twice a month, we have the jailbreak leadership uh, seminars. Very good. And so is they it, go to WW Jailbreak Leadership. They can contact me and find out what the dates are. And I, I, I was going there. Thank you for <laughs> anticipating me to do that. Now this is San Always Diego. Promoting. <laughs> this yes. is San Diego County. I am very focused on San Diego. The intention here is really to help people understand who they are, have the freedom to bring their purpose into work. And as that business becomes stronger and becomes a platform for yes. really what God's called you to do, then how do we collectively start to work together to change what uh, San Diego looks like? Because I That's, believe oh. business is the answer to our social ills, not the say, government. Say that again, business. Business is the answer to our social ills. So it, while religion plays a role and churches play a role, you know, you go to church on uh, like one, one or two days a week or something like that, but business... You, you're all, you've always got that in mind. We spend more time working than we do anything else. You might go to church for two hours, might even do a little ministry work, but at the end of the day, 
Business is what, 50 hours a week, oh, 60 hours life. a week? Exactly. What if that becomes a 24 7? You're so walking good. your purpose out at work, at home, everywhere you go. Jeff Blanton, the Blanton Group, thanks for joining me on this hour. It goes oh, fast. Yeah, doesn't it sure does. It's my, my, been, my. Been thanks my for sharing your insights. Yeah. It's Thank our you. pleasure. You know, my friend, God wants you to be set free. Once again, give me the website again www.jailbreakleadership.com. Jeff Blanton, the Blanton Group. You know, we're learning a lot about uh, ourselves this two hour show. And we're going to discover more about that in the next segment as well. We have somebody who has been in the educational environment, the higher education environment, <clears throat> and this person administrates things and has some in- innovations about, about that as well. So my listening friend, uh, we've been having a wonderful time on Come Together San Diego. Jeff Blanton, thank you for co-hosting with me for this hour thank with you. the Blanton Group. Great fun. Yeah, my listening fun. friends, uh, buckle up. We've got more coming soon, and we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego, and God loves you, too. This is FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise, KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Well, hello again. Uh, Kaz here. And uh, guess what? We have some amazing things going on. And, you know, this hour's co host is going to be one of those administrators who, you know, one of those that whom you know that knows how to get things done. Her name is Bernadette Hahn, and she works with the University of California, San Diego, and she's the Director of Talent and Organization Development. And uh, this is one of the gals I've uh, been watching for a, lo- a long time, and uh, she loves God, and she knows how to get the job done. So, I mean, it's a wonderful combination in these days. We're going to talk a lot about uh, the strategy she uses in, in uh, showing, you know, she may not be able to pulpit pound, but she's able to lifestyle uh, evangelize people by who she is and what she does and what she says and what she doesn't say. Bernadette, how you doing? I'm well, thank you very much. <laughs> Pulpit pound. I haven't heard that phrase. It's probably ever. Oh, well, there you go. What does it mean exactly? I th- I, well, when a guy goes up uh, uh, in a church environment, they pound the pulpit. Really. The pulpit and go, this shall be endless, <laughs> and you shall not do this. And you, <laughs> you're not that kind of person. You basically, I you was show. in the beginning. <laughs> you were. I was adjusted. Uh, I like it. By life. Uh, exactly. Very good. <laughs> we're going to talk about this adjusted life and mm-hmm. who made the adjustment and what that looks like. Bernadette Han. Uh, uh, so you're also tied to the uh, uh, University of California, San Diego, Director of Talent and Organization. What does that mean? Um, essentially, it is about creating infrastructure and providing solutions that support individual staff's learning and development. Okay. So you're, you're, you're overseeing training. You may not be the, the first trainer. That may be tied to that particular department, but you're there to make things go smoothly? We literally might design leadership development program content, deliver it, train others to train it. Uh, we might buy off-the-shelf products that are industry standards and customize it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the learning and development part of what I do. I might deliver it. I might have my principal consultants deliver it. Um, we may have staff that are our volunteers that are subject matter experts in their own domains like finance, IT, and those areas, and they may deliver their own content. 
Um, the other part of what we do is we provide in-service consulting. Yes. So um, what that looks like might be a leader would ask us to facilitate a team retreat. and uh, a team retreat. Uh-huh. Right. So team building, bringing all staff together for their annual retreat where they um, want to accomplish certain goals. Typically, the goals are around developing their staff, building a positive organizational culture, a team climate, yes. things like that. Well, see, when I when I heard about what you did, I met, I met you in a worship environment where you, mm. you were leading worship on the keyboard and singing beautifully. Mm. So I met you in that environment. The more I discovered who you were and what you did, I'm going, this is one of those kind of people that God is using every day in their own field of excellence or discipline to be able to be a shining light. And sometimes it's hard to be a shining light in different environments. But he's got yeah. you and other people plugged in in different areas in San Diego County and beyond, but we're talking about San Diego County. He's got people plugged in, so when there's a, an, an appropriate time that your lifestyle can minister to somebody, because I, I suspect that these university systems don't want you out there proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that it's a really interesting, complex environment because you have people from all walks of life, yes. right? And honestly, one of my underlying core values is truly inclusion and love exactly right inclusion and love and respect and so it's tricky because you want to create a space where everyone is allowed to be there and feels valued and and i i want to contribute to skilling up yes um to be able to have those kinds of conversations right in the workplace yes um i think in so doing you use those skills to have any kind of conversation in the workplace or outside of the workplace and I find that if we can have those kinds of conversations, whatever it is, whether it's leadership development or, or anything else, inevitably our own personal values comes into play, they, whether they it's directly, do. explicitly or not. And that's where I feel like I'm able to just, if I'm able to just be who I am, yes. I am living out my my faith. You're living out um, your faith. I can't obviously... I'm not going to use my training no. classes to preach and, and or, it, yeah, but or it would teach be inappropriate. on the word. It exactly. would be inappropriate. It would be totally inappropriate. Um, but if I can live out the value system of Christ, that's good. I think that's that's the key here, right? Because it it's more than words. It's words backed by the Spirit of God. And lifestyle. And lifestyle, yes. although my lifestyle varies sometimes, right? Because I'm exactly. imperfect. Exactly. Um, in, the, in the purest sense of the, the word, um, I... I feel like even if I'm even if I'm talking about things that don't seem to be about the word, I know they're about the word. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because I may not talk I may not be evangelizing directly exactly. or, or trying to do that, but just trying to um make sure that somebody's heard. Yes. Uh or if I notice a dynamic in a team and there's an underdog. I want to go after that. Yes, indeed. And help them, you know, feel included. To me, that's an aspect of love. It is. We're talking with Bernadette Hahn. She is at the University of California, San Diego, as the Director of Talent and Organization Development. And when I observed not only who she is, but what she's done over the few years that I've known her, I said, this is a, a prototype in the business workplace that uh, other people need to know about. And one of the things that you mentioned as well, Bernadette, is you don't have to be a perfect person. God's working on you just as he's encouraging you to help others 
work into being the fullness of what they're called to be. So, it, it, you know, a lot of times you could go to work and go, eh, I don't feel too Christianish today, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll turn that button off and I'll wear that cloak and I'll just be uh, a, a, the other person. Yeah. But uh, people are always watching, so that's a big part of it. But uh, just living the lifestyle and, and admitting to shortcomings, you know, sometimes when a person admits to their shortcomings, it makes you a lot more approachable right. than somebody saying, oh, that's a high-tower person, I could never approach them. It's true. There are, there are literally times when people will come up to me and say, oh my gosh, thank God that you shared that. Yes. I had no idea that you had these kinds of issues too. I feel like you're more human. You're more accessible. Um, you're more like me. <laughs> and mean. it's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm worse than you. Yeah. Um, and yet God still uses me. And yes. yet I can still do my best to try to connect to people and love people and you know, or or maybe not love people properly, yeah, and, and still and have an opportunity for some forgiveness conversations that's and redemption. You know, Bernadette, we have about three minutes left. I know that there are a lot of people that are listening to the show that are in a work environment, yeah, and they may be in positions of either main responsibility or secondary responsibility, or someone who may be a go-to person by other people. Why don't you give just a a minute or so to encourage them, no matter where God has plunked them, yeah. that they can be used. Um, I, I really think that the results of life has more to do with the combination of what God's doing in and through us and through other people than just our actions alone. Good. I believe that if you are placed, you are appointed by God to do something good in that position. If you feel like you're in a stepping stone intermediary place in terms of your life call, I still think that that's all part of the, the recipe that God's put into the design of your life. And I, I really believe that if you understand and believe in your heart that God works all things out for good for those who love God, you're going to do exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. And there are times when you don't think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing or you don't think you're being good enough. People will give you feedback and they're going to let you remember that you're doing a great job even with your mistakes. Yeah. And that, and that falls into more more relation relational than it does uh, uh Punching in and punching out of a time clock, it's relational. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you're visible and available, but it's not, as soon as you punch out, you go, I can't talk to you now. Uh, you know, um, Bernadette Hahn is Bernadette Hahn, whether it's uh, at a punch clock or, or not, maybe in a grocery yeah. store environment or whatever. I think it's about true. I think it's about truth and being who you are. And some of us are more extroverted and relationally oriented than others. Yes. So it's okay. To, right. to be who you are and to engage at whatever level you need to. Say that again. It's okay. <laughs> it's awesome. It's better if you are actually being more of who you are supposed to be. I'm not talking about the wound itself, by the way. Yes. I'm talking about like as you get more healed and redeemed. But even the wound itself, I find, is part of the journey. Sure. As long it, as, as, long I, as you're it, honest it, about that. Yeah. It creates that connection with people. Yes. We're talking with Bernadette Hahn, and she is uh, working with the University of California in San Diego as the director of talent and uh, organization development. And my friend, her job may be completely different from yours, but I want you to look to the common denominators that you both share. And uh, while we're uh, coming up to the conclusion of this segment, uh, uh, Bernadette is going to stay with me for this entire hour. And uh, you've had a chance to see the the broad brushstroke of Bernadette Hahn, but we're going to be digging a little more deeply into her as God uh, does with you. He, he, you know, you introduce yourself kind of casually and he goes, okay, but then let's dig deeper. Let's find out the inner person and what makes you tick because I want to be involved with you on the surface and at the heart 
it's matters. Well, my listening friend, uh, Bernadette, you're going to stay with us for the whole hour, mm-hmm. and we're going to dig a little deeper. I'm not running. <laughs> you're not running. I know. God says, amen, sister. She's not <laughs> running. My friends, uh, this has come together San Diego. I'm Kaz Taylor with uh, co-host for this hour, uh, Bernadette Hahn. And my friends, guess what? This team of Bernadette and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back. And uh, I have to smile when I consider my co-host for this hour, Bernadette Hahn. She gets around. She's uh, with the... University of California in San Diego, and she's sometimes you'll see her different worship venues and things like that. And she uh, rides this wild and crazy Honda motorcycle. Pew, she's pew, pew, pew. that's kind of her her character. She's likes to be almost omnipresent. She's practicing omnipresence. <laughs> Bernadette, <laughs> it's good to have you with me. Well, we are trying to be like God, right? I like it. I like it. you know. And during the break, we talked just a little bit. And you said we didn't dig deeply, and I said, "Well, save the next segments for that." So we talk about deeply. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about. You've got the job as the uh, uh, director of uh, talent uh, and organization development at the University of California in San Diego. So tell me about how maybe even that job itself has God is using that to craft you and uh, mature you. How does that relate? to you and then how that relates to others near you. Yeah, I mean and 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 you know I'm not here representing UC San Diego. No, I understand right? that. And okay. you and she is not. Yeah, I just I, I just want to be really clear on that exactly. because that seem that's a highlight here, but it is a predominant aspect of my role obviously. Yes. Um the journey of being in that position, getting to that uh particular directorship was about an 8-year process with God. Yes. Um I started in uh, UC San Diego mid-May 2009 as a principal consultant. Um, I I made $40,000 less a year than I used to in corporate. Mm. I was two levels below where I used to be because the position prior was um, based on a layoff and a few forced relocations. That whole journey and process was what God used to shape me because I don't like waiting. I don't know who does. <laughs> and um, I, I, I like the kind of change that involves imposed loss, financial loss, status mm-hmm. loss, a loss of control, yeah. you know, a loss of living where you want to live. I felt like God led me here. I don't know that I would have selected San Diego on my own. But um, I basically, when, after I was laid off, I basically said to God, okay, maybe you want me to move back to Canada at this point. I don't want to, but I'm going to go where you want me to go. Yes. And he literally gave me a word that's um, Genesis 12, verse 10, or is it 10, verse 12? Anyway, it's the one that says, um, leave your father's home, leave your country and your relatives, and go to a land that I will show you. Wow. And that was before the position became apparent. And... One day, two weeks into moving, having downsized from like a a three bedroom duplex to a 600 square foot one bedroom rental, Mm -hmm. I'm staring at my boxes, crying. And then he says, um, go and and open up your laptop and go to the uh, ASTD, which is an association in training and development, go to the ASTD job bank. And I I was like, I just went there last week. It's going to be empty. (laughs) And he's like, silent. 
And so then I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. So I, I went in and it was empty. And I was like, see, it's empty. And I was like, oh, oh, I, I think I might be officially going crazy and talking to myself. <laughs> and as I was like considering whether I was going crazy talking to myself or whether it was God, literally somebody posted the job right in front of my eyes. Oh my goodness. And then I saw it. It was really kind of perfect for where I was in that moment because I was considering becoming an external consultant. I've been playing with this notion of being an executive coach. And so I thought, well, maybe this is a perfect blend. I'm going to be a consultant, but I'll be on the inside. Yes. And I'll, it'll, it's a one-year contract, so we'll see what happens. Yes. That whole process was like just uh, uh, like the tip of the iceberg as That's far so as the level up. of of waiting God's done, the, the level of, of shaping in my, like in every aspect of who I am. Who am I? W- you know, what are my values? What am I made of? Those kinds of details were carved out through that process of taking the position, staying in the position. I wanted to run so many times, my, my. but I just, I knew that I was supposed to stay. And even when I was told by others, you know, you have freedom in Christ to go anywhere you want. You can live anywhere you want. You have freedom in God. It's like, I agree we have freedom in Christ, but not when God says to some to somebody, but you have to be here. Yes. You know, and in the absence of that, go, right? Follow what you believe you, you want to do. But I, I had this sense in my spirit like that he brought me to this position with yes. purpose. You know, the scripture, I think one of the scriptures you're talking about, Bernadette Hahn, is being confident in this very thing that he which has begun to work and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. So what God is doing to you, my listening, exactly. And what he's doing to you, my listening friend, is he is, you may be in a place you go, well, I think I've invested enough time. The important issue is that you need to ask the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if you have a, a, a talking, listening relationship with him, he will communicate with you, and it may not even be a word. It may be a bumper sticker, or it may. I mean, yeah. He gives two or three witnesses, so you, you go, well, that was kind of random. And then you look over here, and it's a billboard that has a, a, a phrase that, that speaks to you, yeah. or it may be a friend that you know just called, and they say, I was just thinking of you, and I just wanted to encourage you. And it may be as simple as that. They may give you some other insights. See, God is bigger than you and your life and your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He wants to invest himself in you, and he will communicate however he can with you. And that's why people like me on the radio, we don't have to worry too much about God keeping his promises. He will anyway. Any thoughts on that, Bernadette? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts popping up in my head. <laughs> I mean, it's been an interesting journey. I remember people telling me, well, what if you, what if I don't hear from God? What if I don't have that relationship with God that you have? And it's like, I, I, I feel like we each interact with God in different ways. We might hear him. We might actually be more of a I just know that I know mm-hmm. kind of way of getting God's messages. Um, we may get him through nature. We might yes. get ideas by reading the word. Like each of us interacts with God differently. When when I hear the phrase, like I hear from God, for me, it's not literally that I hear him. It's uh, more of a, a experience him as a, I just know yes. that it's him. Yes. Let me ask you a question about that, because yeah. a lot of times we can say that and we can go, okay, now I'm just looking for things that, that, that answer my personal craving. Yes, that so, is so true. So how do, how do you think God would govern, govern that? Okay. I actually experienced a massive tragedy recently that was very, very hard. All implicate, like implications across all areas of life. Bottom line learning, at the deepest level, I have to literally submit the desires of my heart. If I don't submit them to God, if I'm not willing to submit 
my desires, what I want, then I can actually fool myself. Yes. And Absolutely. One, one of the things that I like to do, my listening friend, that is you need to get into the Word and you have to uh, un- have a basic understanding of what God's promises are and what His directives are. He's not going to ask you to, you know, one of the things that I like is like in First Corinthians 15, it talks about edifying one another. And if, if, if it's not edifying, if it's something that has, you know, a, a, some people say, well, I'm a prophet and I can talk about these people and demean them because this is the prophetic word for them. Don't even go there. Yeah. Very few And it better people, be accurate. It better be accurate. And very, very I, I don't know how many prophet, prophetic <laughs> people speak and 70% or more have not come yes, to pass. Yes. So, it's, it's just in, and they, they might, well, did you activate it? Blah, blah. It's like, there are different types of words exactly. out there that do not require activation. Some do, some don't. Yes. Uh, some do not require our interactions at all. God doesn't need our help in some of the words yes. that he puts out there. Yeah. But we, we all need to be so much more vigilant about being accurate mm-hmm. with God, which means that we each have to have we have to cultivate our own relationship with God yes. and our own sense of the Holy Spirit within us. Yes, and I, I wanted to go from there, Bernadette, and mm-hmm. that is have a working knowledge of Scripture yeah. to, to know what's his style, what's his character, what yes. the kind of things he says and what kind. Sometimes when I would write in my journals, I would write something down, and I just write free flow, and I go, I look back and I review the t- topic, and I go, this is how God talks. This over here is the enemy how the enemy talks when he's trying Ooh, to sound like God. Word. And I would, I'd draw circles or, or underline those things, and I'd go, yeah. well, this is God, this isn't God, this is God, this is the devil, this is me trying to intercede for God. And so as you do that, you start to begin, God's true sound sounds like he's not going to violate his scripture, mm-hmm. but he's also not going to violate moral code. Yeah. So we've got about a minute in this segment. How do you want to summarize what we've I, talked I about? I feel a strong need to say that... Our personality types have us filter God differently. And so we. I hope that no one listening feels like they have to engage with God in the same way as anybody exactly, else. Exactly, exactly. It may be totally unique. Yeah, I love the creativity you just shared about how you find out about God's nature and what, whether what you're thinking is him or not. Yes. Like, I, I just think that's a great example of your personality and your gift. And, I, and it, it would be interesting to hear from other people the different ways they find god exactly it might be through fishing it might be through fishing or cultivating land or or, uh, exactly. or, or mechanic or actually on like car. studying the word with the <laughs> well there's a novel idea <laughs> i like that i like that I, my friend i hope you're getting to see how bernadette Hahn has some interesting nuances and we're sp- spending a, a lot of time the whole purpose of this show is to encourage you to get closer with the lord and all allow him to use you to impact other people by what he shows you so that's what we're talking about here in your business, in your ministry, in your lifestyle, with your relationships with family and friends and those you meet out on the street. You know, one of the mag- magnetic things I like about uh, Bernadette is uh, her love for worship. We haven't even talked about oh, that. Oh, I know, right? And we're going to talk more about that in the next segment. So Bernadette, stay with us. And my friends, we'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hello there. Well, we're back again with Bernadette Hahn. She's a remarkable lady. 
she not only works in the school system and she administrates things and works uh, with people to help them do their jobs better, but she also spends time on one end or the other of a keyboard and one end of the other of a microphone. So you're also a worshiper and worship leader. Talk a little bit about that, because when I when the first time I met you, it was in that environment. I said, this is a lady who loves God, and she, you're not influenced by the uh, standard operating procedure. You'll, you'll go wherever Holy Spirit directs you to go. And, and that's a level of freedom. When I saw that in you, I said, uh, this person is a person of influence because she, she's not going to say uh, this line and this line and this line. This is what you have to do. It's just what she said in the first couple of segments. And that is, we do things differently. You listen to God and you're responsible for responding accordingly. Talk a little bit about that and how it relates to your love for uh, music and worship. Yeah, I think... I mean, I, I sometimes wonder if I if I express more freedom because I have more freedom, or if it's also because I have the luxury of having freedom because I'm not um, in a position within a structured organization mm-hmm. called church. Um, <laughs> you know, where where you know you have to fall in line, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and and there are reasons for that because some people don't want to hang out at church for for five hours, even though I would love to just worship openly. Exactly. Um, I I think that I've learned over the years, actually, thanks to um, uh, when I went to Living Water Foursquare Church. That's really where I learned mm-hmm. how to respond to Holy Spirit. Yes. And. Um, Pastor Bob, I remember I was Pastor sitting, Bob, Pastor Bob Pasco, Robert uh, Pasco, yes. um, and his wife Patricia Pasco. They lead the church, and it, it was funny because one day I was sitting in the church. I was new to that whole realm of charisma, and you know the what I used to call the heebie-jeebies of <laughs> you know the Holy Spirit and all that power. I remember sitting there, and I felt like God was saying, "You're rotting," mm. and I was like, "What?" Because I used to only offer my drumming uh, as a volunteer. And and most of the time I would do the djembe drum, not the the five piece, because it's harder to get to those gigs um, on a more consistent basis or or maybe inconsistent basis. Yeah. And I and uh, and God was like, you you're rotting because you're not using your piano. And I was like, uh, okay, I, I didn't know that that classically trained pianist could actually do worship because uh-huh. everything is guitar led. Yes, from what I saw. Yeah. And um, and it was all chord sheets and everything like that. And then I was like, okay, I don't want to rot. So I told Pastor Bob, listen, I just want to let you know I'm ready to play the piano whenever you want. Uh, God told me I'm going to rot if I don't do it <laughs> or my skill's going to rot, you yeah. know. And and so he goes, okay, when are you ready? And I was like, I'm ready. And he goes, next week, one song. Okay. And that's how it started. So I learned to um, to respond to the Holy Spirit in the moment. Yes. And get even intuitively get a feel for when is it time mm-hmm. to to kind of honor and respect that it's now time to transition to sharing the word. Yes, right. And 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 they were really great about allowing worship to extend beyond thirty minutes because yes. typically they would target thirty minutes. Sure. Um, but sometimes it went on for an hour, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's really where I learned how to do both. Right, like follow the Holy Spirit, be intuitive but honor and respect the structure of, of yeah, that exactly. situation. And there's a good balance. Yeah. But there are other places where you just know, hey, you can worship for as long as you want. Yes. This is going to be more of an open thing. And I feel comfortable yes. doing that. You know, I'm a real proponent of uh, 
allowing God's Holy Spirit as soon as possible in a church environment to hand over the baton and see where he takes it. You know, the challenge in some of the big churches, they have, you know, they have two, two or three services and they mm-hmm. have to be, they have to honor the clock in that way. Yeah. So in a manner of speaking, challenge. there's, a, there's a, a, a delicate balance on how do you do that. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is found on the back end of First uh, Corinthians. I think it's chapter fifteen. It says, uh, "Let all things be done decently and in order." And if if we were to hand over our church service or our meeting or whatever with that attitude, you'd be amazed at what happens. Because when you let all things be done, the problem is when you let all things be done. It can you you can, you know the scripture says Paul says when you have an ox. Uh, you're going to get a lot more done with an ox, but if you don't have an ox, you have a clean stall, but there's much to be gained by the power of the ox. The the modern-day church interpretation is if you allow the freedom of the Spirit, there's going to be some people that uh, are going to do the doo-doo stuff, and you have to clean that up, but by and large, there's much to be gained by that power of allowing Holy Spirit to have his way. So it's a challenge in in, in the church environment these days, and a, an astute pastor ha- has to be willing to do that. A lot of times we, in, in, in a church environment that have rules and regulations and things, we you know, the Scripture says, let all things be done decently in order. They go, okay, let's all, all things be done decently in order, and if there's anything left over, we'll let those things be done. But the Scripture says the first and foremost thing to do is to have a heart for letting all things be done and then apply decency and order when it's necessary because so many different things, wonderful things can happen if you allow Holy Spirit to have freedom from the very beginning. So yeah. I think this is one of the things I think in God's church environment these days that he's doing. And you know, I talk a lot about the church age and the kingdom age. We're transitioning from one to the other. I think that's one of the main differences from the church age to the kingdom age. That is, uh, the church age is really built along uh, a pastor's uh, mentality, how they want to structure the church environment, and the kingdom age is that same pastor or others saying, what's Holy Spirit want? How do I blend what he is telling me to do with what he's in, uh, instructed me uh, earlier to do? How do I blend those two together? I think that um, if we try to accomplish all of our relationship with God in on Sunday, then If we had that assumption, then we would be very upset with everything about Sunday, right? (laughs) And if the the leaders of church are trying to cultivate everything on Sunday, they would be very frustrated. Wow. I think that what I'm noticing, hopping on your comment of from church to kingdom, I think it's an ongoing response to society and an ongoing response to our knowledge of God and the revelations that we've learned yes. thus far. Yes. And I think there's like a continuous sharing of power. Yes. So there was a time where the power was held by a pope. There was a time or where... Or a pastor. The, a pastor. Eventually yeah. with the Reformed <clears throat> Church, yeah. Um, but historically it started somewhere, right? Yes. And then it evolved. And, uh, and now we're at that place where there's such a shared power. And so... Everyone has a responsibility to relate to God, and I think we as a body of Christ are trying to figure out what that looks like today. Yes, yes. If we are more empowered as part of the pew sitters, so to speak, mm-hmm. then what does that mean? And and by the way, worship, as you know, is not just the, the, the music, right? That's right? It's the heart of yes. worshiping God in everything you do, yes. which by the way, I didn't do very well today on my way here because I was <laughs> driving like a nut. That's something I got to work on. But, <laughs> but it, it's, it, it comes down to that, that issue of the heart of the matter. Can we remember to match the structure to support the heart of the matter yes. and let the heart of the matter drive everything? Yes. You know, and that requires each of us to stay alert and, and present with God. Yes. And if we 
aren't present one Sunday, then we let structure drive it. Yes. And we, we if we do that every Sunday, I mean, we're going to have certain days where it's mundane and boring yes, and, yes. oh, this is so hard to connect with God, right? But if we're trying to connect with Him every single day... Yes. Now, let, let, me, let me toss two words to you, because yeah. we only have about a minute and a half okay. le- left in this segment. Let me, structure versus relationship. You know, one of the things that we talk about uh, in a church environment, if you're trying to do this thing on Sundays only, you're missing the mark. And that mm-hmm. goes for the pastor, but also the parishioners. Uh, right. But if you have relationship and the structure comes out of the relationships, different story. Would you care to uh, elaborate just a little bit in a minute or so on that? Um. Structure versus relationships. I think it's an um, it's an interesting balancing. Yeah. I do have a bias about this. I believe that relationship comes first. Uh, well, you know, God has a, <laughs> God has a bias about that too. Yeah, He says relationship. I, I think first. that the bigger you get as a body, though, you need greater structure. Yes. But you do run the risk of becoming programs and episodes, yes, and not like supporting and facilitating loving God and loving each other. It, it, it depends. Sometimes structure actually helps you love better. Yes. If you're talking about volunteer service, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. It's the structured churches and the organized ministries that, that really are able to get out there and yep. deploy yes. volunteers and, and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting balance. And sure. I think it depends on a number of factors. How large is your church? How large is your group? What are your personalities? Exactly. Who are playing different roles? All yeah. of those come together and if you can work it out with each other, you'll find the right balance. That's right. And you said work it out with each other, yeah, and that's the relationship, that's the relationship part. part. My friend, I, I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. I am. I'm enjoying this, this because great. Bernadette Why has some it great— it only have to be an hour? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't. You go back to work, and uh, you, you continue. Yeah. My friends, uh, with Bernadette Hahn, she is a remarkable lady who is— administrator in the uh, educational community, but she's also a worshiper and worship leader, plays a number of different instruments. We're going to talk some more about those things, but I hope you're seeing the value of how a lifestyle is developed through relationship with God, relationship with other people. And now we're going to, in the next segment, we're going to talk about how that really applies in the everyday. Bernadette Hahn, I know you're going to stay with me and we're going to have some more fun. And my listening friend, don't go away because we will be right back. (laughs) More. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Hey, my friends. We're back again for this last segment. Uh, Bernadette Hahn goes fast, doesn't it? Yes, it does. (laughs) And uh, you have a lot of experience not only in administration in the educational community, but uh, God's put you in music environments as well, in, in sometimes church and sometimes out of church kind of a thing. And so he's caused you to be what, what we would call well-rounded in that way. And you're a wild and crazy motorcycle driver. You just have, you, you are the what I would picture as a Holy Spirit warrior. <laughs> so oh, we have, uh, you know... Uh, 10 minutes or so in this segment. Where, where do you want to go? Do you want to draw some summaries on what we talked about before? Are there any nuances that you want to bring up uh, special? What do you think? Oh, uh, we, I don't know. We covered so much ground. Yes, we did. Um, I'd be open to your helping me okay. figure out what to focus on okay. because my mind is going in a lot okay. of different directions. L- let's here. do this. Let's talk about one-to-one relationship and let's talk, call that one-to-one relationship vertical yeah. With the Lord, and then when He establishes that, then he, you're you're freer to have the one to one horizontal relationship. So, talk a little bit about the starting of the relationship with the Lord, and once He starts instructing you on how to have 
camaraderie with him, then he can have you apply it to camaraderie with other people. Any thoughts on that? Um, or maybe the other way around. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think that um, as I think back to what has happened in my life, yes. I am definitely grateful for the, my family environment because it was really my parents who opened me up to um, interacting with God as father. Yes. Um, I think that I, I probably focused more on that aspect of God when I was a child. Yes. And then, and that was through the Catholic church. Yes. yes. And then I kind of, um, in college, uh, walked away in search of truth, like yes. really from the bottom of my heart, I wanted to find truth. And it was an interesting process because I ended up, you know, exploring and experimenting with different philosophies and religions and theories. And, um, in short, like within my grad school process, probably when I was doing my doctorate is when, um, I noticed that God chased me down like for five and a half months out of nowhere. (laughs) And he was, um, literally invading my entire life everywhere. And whether I was having conversations with people at work, new people, existing relationship people, whether it was like at the grocery store or whatever, it was like every conversation was about God. And so it was like, I, I realized at that moment he was trying to get my attention and in my spirit and in my heart, I knew I I was going to respond. But alongside of that, I had a friend who said to me, that she was praying for me. And at the time it it didn't register. I was like, Oh, okay, that's nice. And, um, (laughs) and, and I thought about it recently because I realized that she and whoever else were praying for me probably assisted right in, in whatever it took to get my attention for those five and a half months to the point where I was very, um, very aware of the, the realm of the spirit. I mean, that was really the beginning of me really, being in tune with that kind of way of interacting with God beyond religion. Mm-hmm. And um, um, once I, I said yes, um, it sounds kind of cheesy, right? Like well, when I hey, said yes cheesy. to Jesus, it's <laughs> to, so, but it's so true. When I said yes, um, I my whole life changed upside down 180 degrees. Wow, wow. And at that moment is where I started acti- like actively operating in the spirit. I mean, I would hear people talk and I would sense things very deeply and I would respond with whatever came out of my mouth. And that's when (laughs) I realized, oh my goodness, that's (laughs) kind of not, I don't think that's Bernadette speaking right now, you know? Um, And God just worked through my mouth right from the beginning at that point. Yes. but So it's a horizontal and and vertical vertical all at the same same. same time. You know, when you put the horizontal with the vertical, what do you get? You get the cross. Yes. Don't you just love it? I know. And right. so he does work the, on the both intersection. Of them. Oh, I like like that. It's all about intersections today. Yes. You know, even in the realm of, so in in my working world, we talk about um, different ways to understand people better. Yes. And there are the, the there's that concept of intersecting your the aspects of who you are. Mm-hmm. So intersecting your um, gender with your ethnicity and race, with your age, with your, mm-hmm. you know, and you put all those intersections yeah. to expand on who you are for, I think for us 
who also have uh, an active, intentional relationship with God, the the underlying yes. intersection, of course, is the cross. Yes, that's right. Um, but like walking away from the cross in the sense that it's finished. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Not walking away from no, no, God. No, I like, under, no, I understand, but going to the next level. Right. You, now, here, here we've spent a lot of time unpacking some of the things we did in the first three segments, mm-hmm. and uh, we've give, given people a lot of input from your perspective. Now, here's what I'd like you to do, because you're an administrator, you know how to do these things intuitively. Uh, what I want you to do is to bring this home to our listeners, because a lot of people are in a work environment where mm-hmm. they have some level of responsibility, but they don't know how to apply God in it, mm-hmm. or they may have, uh, you know, uh, maybe they have a God relationship, but they don't know how to apply the horizontal relationships right. with other people. Any words of wisdom, uh, Bernadette Hahn? Okay, I'll do my best. Oh, I know you will. Um, I think at the end of the day, we if we were to really get very real and bottom line about how to engage with God and with others in the workplace, yes. there are some beliefs that we have to face. And the belief that... You have to, um, that the only way to bring God to the workplace is to outwardly, explicitly evangelize, I don't think is true. Um, I think that if if I were to try to outwardly, explicitly evangelize uh, at UC San Diego, I would be fired. Yes. I mean, I, I and, and I don't really flow that way. And I used to feel guilty about that because I used to believe that, so that's a belief, right? I used to believe that I had to evangelize everyone all the time, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. Um, I can evangelize over the course of a 20-year relationship, perhaps. Yes. But my goal is not um, collection of souls. <laughs> my goal is, can I be true to my relationship with God? Can I be true to God? Very good. And that is an unfolding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an unfolding of knowledge and awareness and discovery and relationship. It's the result of my relationship with God and others. Um, and so I think the lessons learned for me is find out who you are. Yes. Learn about who, what that looks like in every sense of the word. Who, you, who are you in Christ? Some of those answers are common to all of us. Like the same answer that you write is mm-hmm. the same answer for me. But your personality, exactly. your gift mix, your experiences, the good ones, the bad ones, what you learned from it. Um, what your leading is? Do you do you know that you know, or do you hear God, or do you do you um, get messages from from in other ways? Yeah. Like you, you really need to be free to be who you are. But I hope that you're, what you're driven by is truth yes. and and spirit and exactly. the heart of the matter, which the heart is of the God. Matter. And He will never violate Himself. I no, mean, he, he won't tell you to do something that's not scriptural. And He'll I tell- and I and I really think that it's really tricky. Because um, we know that that um, it's not about one religion. It's about our relationship with God in Christ, in truth and spirit. Yes. But that gets tricky because there, are, you know, we, we start to enact our faith yes. based on our beliefs, and um, it, it, we start getting into some some very strong doctrine and theology. That divides us. Well, yeah, and, and yet we do need to rely on the truth. Sure, sure so it's sure. it's a tricky. And space. what God is, I think, what God is doing, Bernadette, in these last days, and we only have about a minute, a minute and a half in this uh-huh. uh, in this the show, actually. But what I think God is doing is He's blending the people with different 
uh, disciplines. I mean, there are people that are very discipline-related and uh, study the Word or speak the Word and preach the Word and declare the Word, and there are those who are more, you know, like, as the Scripture talks about, those who are led by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. No one knows where they are, where they're going, where they're coming. Such are those that are led by the Spirit. So there are the two different level uh, relationships of God that are both viable parts of of God's body, but when they we blend them together, like for example, that you're you're you like to go with the flow and you get palled up with somebody who likes to just uh, live and preach the word. You put you two together, and the results is a is a. A remarkable blend, and when you learn one with another to defer one with another through the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit gets his church back. Right, and I think that's where we want to go. My listening friend Bernadette Hahn is has been with me for this entire hour, and she's a remarkable lady. She's one of my favorite worship leaders, but she's also an inspirational college administrator. And she she takes her character. Her character is part of her job and who she is there. But the, that character is seen when she when she punches out from the, the the college environment and goes out on her red motorcycle. Hopefully, when somebody cuts her off, she. Learns those lessons. <laughs> maybe or maybe not. My, my last friend, the bottom line is this. God has a plan for you, and he, he doesn't require you to be like the other person. He wants you to be like you. Yeah. But always in, incorporate your intimate relationship with him in everything that you do, and he will give you the words to say, the actions to act. And uh, God will make a big change not only in your life, but those with whom you, you in, in, interact. Any 10-second thoughts there, Bernadette Hahn? I think well said. People need to learn who they are and and be free to be who they are truly, like in every sense of the word. <laughs> and um, and I think that that leads to being true to our Father. That's yeah. right, Bernadette Han. Thank you for joining me, my friends. Uh, come together, San Diego. The two hour show goes quickly, doesn't it? And uh, my friends, we've got more next week. AM twelve ten K praise five to seven p.m. on Saturdays. God bless you, and see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.